Hey everybody, welcome to the second ever podcast of The Soccer Junkie. This is your host, McKay Johns. We're going to be having a firecracker of a show today. A real good one, mate. Okay, that was the dumbest thing I've ever said, but oh well. So today we're just going to be talking about... I mean, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. I mean, if you read the title of the actual podcast, you'll know that we're going to be talking about ways to get your soccer fixed during quarantine. Right now we're in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic and everything that's going on. I mean, with sports being canceled, with all the people that are being infected, I mean, it's just a really tragic time. And I mean, this is just kind of some suggestions in some ways that you can get your soccer fix, that you can really just kind of distract yourself from the things that are going on, but still be able to consume soccer content because you're an avid soccer fan like me, because... I love soccer. I know a lot of you people like soccer. Actually, I don't even know who's listening to this. Probably just my dad. And I know he hates soccer. So, anyways, I mean, if you haven't yet, be sure you subscribe, review, share with your friends, share with your mom's friends, share with your dad's friends, share with your mom, dad's best friends, dad's friends. I don't know. Just share with everybody. Make sure you, as well, leave a review. It really helps me out in the long run. Anyways, so to start off today, I actually want to go into a little bit of some hot takes, which for me, it has some credibility, kind of makes sense. And this is actually something I saw on Twitter, which was surprising because Twitter usually is full of the dumbest people on earth. I mean, there's a lot of people that are smart, intelligent, like Twitter is, I heard this from Gary Vaynerchuk, he said that it's the cocktail party of the internet where basically you can go and just say anything you want, but this, I don't remember who I saw it from, he's like a, I follow him, but he's a United States soccer, like, broadcaster, journalist, analyst type guy, but he said, and I'm trying to come at this with the most, you know, unbiased opinion, unbiased ways of speaking, because I am from the United States, but his take, and something that I definitely agree with, is that the United States women's national team is the greatest team in the history of the sport of soccer. And, I mean, I'm talking about, like, going clear back to the Real Madrids, the Ajaxes. I mean, men and women's, they are the absolute greatest. Like, this past run that they've had of the, over the past couple of years, like 10 years, has been honestly one of the greatest runs in the history of sports. I mean, I know, I probably don't know a lot about, like, cricket. Maybe there's some cricket team that's really good. But, I mean, I just wanted to read off a couple of, stats that I found on them that kind of backs this up. So they have won four World Cups. I think there's only been like eight or seven, and they've won four of them. They've never taken below third at any of those World Cups, which is incredible because if you look at like the men's side, you got for the past two World Cups, the winners of the previous World Cup haven't even made it out of the group stage. In 2014, Spain didn't make it out of the group stage. And then in 2018, Germany, the 2014 World Cup winners, they didn't even make it out of the group stage. They lost to, I think it was Sweden and Mexico or something. Yeah, I think it was Sweden and Mexico got out of that first round. Anyway, some more stats. They've won back-to-back World Cups. They've won the past two World Cups. They've won the Olympics four out of six times that they participated. They've won the 
CONCACAF Gold Cup, which CONCACAF just mean just stands for like the United States, North America, basically. So like Canada and then Mexico and a couple of the Central American teams. They've won that eight out of nine times. And I don't think they the one time that they didn't win is because they didn't participate or something. I don't know why. Anyways, um, they've won the She Believes Cup three times, which I think it's been held four times or five times or I don't know. They have seven players who have scored more than 100 international goals. They have, which is amazing, by the way. They've had eight players score five goals in an official game. They haven't lost a game, this is crazy, since January 19th of 2019. And before that, they hadn't lost since July 27th of 2017. I mean, I get a lot of people probably are like, oh, but it's women's soccer and it's not as competitive as men's soccer. But honestly, that's not even true. Like, women's soccer is just as competitive. Like, Cristiano Ronaldo scoring five goals against Luxembourg is, that's not competitive. I mean, I mean, just, just think about it for a second. But honestly, like, the, that's something that, Really, it's unparalleled in a lot of sports. I mean, I can think of few teams like Golden State back in 2015 or 16 or whatever year it was. Like, that was a good team, but this is just a team that just keeps winning and winning and winning. And honestly, like, maybe some people will disagree with me on this take, but honestly, like, just look it up, research the stats, and you'll see that this is honestly the greatest team in the history of the sport. And so, I mean, tweet at me, do whatever you want. You can harass me for this that take, but it's honestly, it's true. I don't care what you say, it's true. Cool. I mean, another kind of hot take, but this is another section I want to do. It's called bad bias take, which is basically just something that I have no statistical evidence for or no backup for. It's just something that I think is going to happen. And or has happened, just my opinion on something, but for my opinion, honestly, I think that if we're looking at the upcoming World Cups, you know, we got the 2022 World Cup, the 2026 World Cup, we have a lot of good young players that are coming up right now, they're going to be featured in these World Cups, but as I look at the teams and I look at the different nations, like France right now, they're all they're all there. I mean, they won it last year, but they're all kind of besides Mbappe, Dembele, and a couple other players. I mean, they're all close to high 20s, early 30s. I think Pogue was like 26 or 27 or something. So, I mean, they'll all be around probably for the next World Cup, but I don't know if they'll be able to perform at the same level that they did in the last World Cup. But I mean, if we're looking at the teams that are have youth up and coming and are going to be in like their primes for that 2022 and 2026 World Cup, honestly, I could see England winning both of them. Or if not both, at least one. They're going to win one of those World Cups. I mean, if you look at their teams, in their front line, they have Rashford, uh, Sterling, Jaden Sancho, Harry Kane. In their midfield, they have Henderson, who's a little bit older. Should be, but he's still good. And then they have Madison, Phil Foden, Oxley Chamberlain, their back line. I don't really know who they're going to have in the back line, but I mean, they have Ben Chilwell, 
Joe Gomez, Harry Maguire, Juan Bisaka, Trent Alexander-Arnold, and then they have Dean Henderson. They have a ton of youth in Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham, uh, and then they have Kyrian Trippier as well, who's playing at Atletico and's kind of had like a bounce-back season after he was deemed as the World Cup catfish by Bleacher Report. Uh, anyways, I mean, if you look at the team, you really don't see anybody that's you, I mean, you see a lot of people who are, a lot of players, young young players that are going to be in their primes for 2022 and 2026. I mean, when the Euro rolls around in 2021, we're going to be able to see like all this talent on display. We're going to be able to see really what they're made of. And honestly, I think that they're going to they're going to win the 2022 World Cup. And I think honestly, if we're looking at it, a South American team hasn't won. The World Cup in a while, I think 2002. Yeah, 2002 when Brazil won, it was the last time that a South American team won the World Cup. And that's back when they had prime Ronaldinho, prime Ronaldo. So I can see England winning 2022 and then the likes of, I mean, I don't want to say it, but Brazil probably will win 2026. I mean, Neymar will be gone, but they'll have, they have so much talent in Brazil. It's ridiculous. Like, Although I am kind of worried about their backline. Anyways, different discussion, different topic for a different day. Anyways, those are kind of like the bad takes. I'm going to kind of try and do those. The hot take and the biased bad take, which is just my opinion that I'm just going to try and tell people about why something's going to happen or I don't know. Anyways, so real quick before we jump into the main portion where we're going to be talking about ways to get your soccer fix uh, during this quarantine, um, we're going to hurry and take a quick ad break from our sponsors so stick around for the next 30 seconds and then we'll hop right back in all right everybody welcome back to the main portion the main event the best part i can't talk in an english accent this might even be british or okay i'm starting over all right everybody welcome back to the main portion of the podcast which is we're going to just be talking about how to get your soccer fixed during quarantine because honestly with sports being canceled sports are a big part of a lot of people's lives viewing sports writing about sports just consuming the sport a lot of people are missing that and so we're going to talk about how you can get your soccer fix during quarantine i got a list of six things right here that i'll talk about and i mean hit me up if you can think of other ones or just kind of like your experiences with these if you happen to do them. So my first recommendation is to go and re-watch old soccer games. You can find these on YouTube. I mean, I've watched a lot of old soccer games recently where I've gone back and I've watched old Champions League games. So I went and I watched the 2011 Champions League final between Barcelona and Manchester United. I mean, there's the 2008 one as well. There's plenty of content out there to consume when it comes to just going and re-watching old soccer games, whether that be on YouTube, Bleacher Report Football, they have offered a lot of free games of streaming, whether that be on their website or on their YouTube channel. I know club pages, is like club web pages have, so Manchester United, Barcelona, a lot of different clubs are re- 
broadcasting old games, as well as UEFA TV is doing old Champions League games. So really, you can find you can find a ton of different ways to consume the sport, consume soccer in a video format. Whether this be watching the videos, uh, like a full match, or just watching highlights. I really like to watch like World Cup highlights as well. I've been watching a lot of the World Cups on like Amazon Prime has a bunch of different World Cups and stuff. So, all right, that's it for number one. Number two, this may not appeal to everybody, but to read some really good soccer books. And I'm kind of a stat nerd and everything, so and like data and whatnot. So I like to read different like economic books and statistical books to do with expected goals and everything. I recently just read the XG philosophy, which is a book about expected goals and explaining it. It's by James Tippett. You can find it up just on Amazon as well. Right now I'm reading Soccernomics, which is just the economics behind soccer clubs and as well I just ordered Soccermatics, which is just data about soccer. But there's plenty of different soccer books. There's one called The Club, which, I mean, I haven't read yet, but it looked really interesting. I'm going to be reading it. And, I mean, really reading about soccer is a really good way to broaden your knowledge about soccer and to really understand the sport even more, which, honestly, I wish a lot of people would do because it helps see more than just the fan side of soccer. You can see what goes into the sport and everything cool so yeah that's number two number three is video games there's a lot of different soccer video games there's fifa you can play pes which is pro evolution soccer football manager which is on your computer it i can never get into football manager it's too complicated for me which is kind of funny because like i love technology but the football manager just like the way it's set up and everything is just way over my head and also, I wouldn't really recommend FIFA, because FIFA is the absolute worst video game. FIFA 20 is the absolute worst video game that has ever been created. That's saying a lot, but it is. So maybe don't do not do that. Maybe just scratch everything and just play PES, or play like FIFA career mode or something. I don't know, but that still sucks. Number four, what you can do is you if you have soccer jerseys, you can go put them all on, and you can just sit in a corner and cry. Remember the good old days. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't do that. But I mean, I would. I mean, you can do a lot of stuff with soccer jerseys. You can wear them, and it just kind of like brings out the vibes, you know. Just wearing a soccer jersey, you really feel like it's the best time of your life when you went to a soccer game and you had that soccer jersey on. It just brings back the good memories. As Room Five said, the memories bring back memories, bring back memories bring back you or something like that i don't exactly know how the song goes but anyways number five on the list what we're gonna be talking about is getting into hot debates on twitter with other people about soccer so if you're a soccer fan you can just go get into a debate there's plenty of messi ronaldo debates literally i think every single day just the whole thing is like it's funny because if you look under bleacher report The first thing is this guy named Port who just basically copies what they say. And then the rest of it is just about Messi not winning any internationals or Ronaldo only scoring penalty kicks. And I mean, they just got to be bots or the kids have no life. I don't know. 
but yeah, it's, I mean, Twitter's a great place to go talk to people, but then you have all those idiots that don't know what they're talking about. But I mean, there's a lot of educated as like fans as well on Twitter and you can go talk to them, talk about teams, talk about transfers. I mean, I follow a lot of Barcelona, FC Barcelona people who talk a lot about you know, like transfers, club thing. Right now, as I'm recording this, there's a bunch of stuff coming out about how six board members just resigned because the club is in shambles and everything. So, I mean, you can find out a lot of information on Twitter too, which is really the best part for me, just getting all the information. And there's a lot of people on Twitter who actually do provide a lot of good stuff, a lot of good value. You can get into really good conversations with them. I mean, as long as you can avoid the idiots, the really biased idiots, just avoid them. Unless you're a fan of the team, then just go hype them up or something. I don't know. All right, last one on this list. Um, Something I recommend doing is just getting a ball and just learning how to juggle if you don't know how to do that or just juggle a ball or some toilet paper for TikTok or Instagram, the stay-at-home challenge by 433. This... I mean, it's just the only way, really, that you're going to be able to play soccer without going outside. I mean, in the United States where I'm at, we can go outside and, like, take walks and stuff. But I know in different countries, different regions, you can't do that. So you're just going to have to get a ball, piece of toilet paper. Not a piece of toilet paper. You can't juggle a piece of toilet paper. You can get a roll of toilet paper and just start juggling it, kicking it up, doing some around the world, some 360 bicycle, I don't even know what you can do, but just start doing stuff, break some break some vases here and there, piss your mom off a little bit, who knows. With soccer being gone, I mean, it's kind of tough, because that's what I would look forward to each week. I would look forward to every Saturday having soccer on, Sunday having soccer on, and then in the week, middle of the week, there was like cup games, I mean, you had the Carabao Cup, you had the Copa del Rey, I mean, you had the Italian Super Cup and everything going on, so just find ways. I mean, my best advice is if you're not a fan of the game, to educate yourself. This is a really good time to educate yourself. There's so much information. You can just go out and educate yourself, whether that be books, watching old games, uh, Googling stuff. And then if you are a big fan and you're just itching for that crave, just go consume as much as you can. Just when you have time, just go and watch a couple of games or something and I mean it's really helped me to kind of get my soccer get my soccer glass full or whatever I don't even know what I'm trying to say anyways that's it for this podcast it's just kind of a short one but thanks everybody for tuning in I'll see you next time around where we're going to be talking about I don't know what yet because I haven't played that far but don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you soon Deuces.